Hello and welcome to Mr. Sorensen's weekly world history podcast. This week we started our unit on the Middle Ages by talking about feudalism. In 476 AD, when the Western Roman Empire fell, the people living in places like what is now France, Germany, England, Spain, and many others were left wondering who was going to be in charge. Things were pretty bad. Just think of what the school would be like if one day you showed up and there weren't any adults at school. At first it might be fun, but I have a feeling that it wouldn't take very long for people to start getting hurt. We also know there wouldn't be, there would definitely not be any learning going on. Nobody would be there to make lunch for you. Uh, the place would be falling apart because it would be messy and nobody would be there to fix things. Um, that is how you, the people in Europe are going to feel. The Romans protected them, made laws, built roads and aqueducts, created the money system. Everyone in their empire spoke Latin and many other things the Romans just kind of took care of. The system that is going to develop as a way to take care of some of that stuff is called feudalism. Feudalism is a system in which the landowners, like kings, lords, and knights, will give land and protection to the people below them if the people below them promise to be loyal to the people above them. Also, don't forget to listen to the podcast all the way through so you can get the possible bonus points on your next quiz. The king is going to be the most powerful and largest landowner in an area. They are going to have a ton of power within their lands. But outside their lands, they won't have any power. The kings are going to make sure that everyone is protected by organizing an army. Wealthy be based on how much a land a person has, not based on money. So the king, being the largest landowner, will also make him the richest person in their kingdom. Also, remember the power of the king was passed down through their family, or a dynasty. It was usually passed down to their oldest son. In order for this system to work, the king will need help. So he'll take his land and divide it up among friends and family. These people will be known as lords. The king is going to expect the lords to provide military help or knights, and will have to promise to be loyal to the king. The lord for those promises will get the land, which is called a fief, and will get some serfs to work the land. Each lord would have a ton of power on their piece of land which is called a manor. The lords came up with their own rules and punishments, as long as they didn't go against the king's rules. Once a king had granted a fief to a lord, that land and position stayed in their family. So when a lord died, his land and position would usually be passed to his oldest son. The lords were not actually doing the fighting themselves, though. During the Middle Ages in Europe, there were armored nobles, nobles called knights that did most of the fighting. The lords would give knights smaller pieces of land, food and shelter, and the knights would promise to be loyal to the lord and the king, and they would agree to fight for the lord and the king when they needed them to. The kings and lord did not want a bunch of knights running around Europe doing whatever they wanted, so they created a code of rules for the knights to follow called the Code of Chivalry. Some examples of the Code of Chivalry include to fear God and maintain his church, to protect the weak and defenseless, to fight for the welfare of all, to obey those placed in authority, and to respect and honor women. Some of these same rules connect with us today in our ideas on how a gentleman should behave. Knights also had to 
pay for their own armor to be made. So they could be very decorated or plain, depending on how successful the knight was. When they were not fighting battles, knights spent their time competing in tournaments. They would compete in different events like jousting, which is a contest in which two opponents on horseback fight with lances and sword fighting. The winner of the tournament would get gold. It would also hopefully prepare them for a battle. The kings and lords, the king, lords, and knights were not getting their hands dirty, actually farming the land. So that is where the serfs came in. Around 90% of the population of Europe during this time were serfs. Another way of looking at it is that 9 out of every 10 people were serfs. This was by far the biggest group in Europe. These people were poor and could not buy their own land, so a lord or knight gave them a very small piece of land to grow crops and to build a small house on. They were also protected by the lord that gave them that land and by the king. The serfs were poor and had almost no rights, but they were probably the most important group. Without the serfs, there'd be no one to grow the food. The lords and knights would tell the serfs what they had to grow on the land and would require the serfs to pay rent to them, which was usually most of the crops they grew on the land. The serfs worked the hardest but never got ahead. They remained poor and never really had any hope of improving their lives. They couldn't marry without permission or even leave the land without permission. They didn't get education at all, so they were stuck with their miserable life. The only thing besides working they could do was go to church. The, the Roman Catholic Church becomes a very important part of serfs' daily lives. And also, the Roman Catholic Church is going to be the only thing that connects everybody in Europe. Everybody in Western Europe will follow the Roman Catholic Church and the Pope. Not all peasants were serfs. A very small amount of them were free, and we call them freemen. They did skilled jobs that didn't require working the land like a baker or blacksmith. They didn't have to follow the same rules as the serfs since they were not tied to the land and its owner. So for extra credit on the quiz this week, you need to look up how to say thank you in German. I would use something like Google Translate, or if you have an iPhone, you can ask Siri to tell you. But you need to write what it is at the bottom of the bubble sheet, so you, what, what, how to say thank you in German. So, that is all for this episode on feudalism. I hope that helped you understand it a bit better. Ciao, Bella.